I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, featuring on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. just want to wish everybody a happy new year. We're super thankful for all of our listeners throughout this entire year with Down to Dunk. It's been a really big year for us in a lot of ways. Uh, just want to shout out all of you that are listening. Let's know how much we appreciate you. Uh, and one more person that I really appreciate is my guy, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, I'm down to freeze. I'm outside <laughs> <laughs> in the winter, in the mountains. So, but yeah, uh, it's been a great year, uh, to be honest. And I'm looking forward for the next one. I'm sure it will be as awesome as this one or maybe better. I think it's going to be better. I think we're going to have, yeah. it's, it's going to be a really, really good year. Uh, what something that wasn't great was uh, the Thunder game last night. They lost one hundred five to one hundred three against the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, where the I mean, honestly, the Mavs are an elite team when they play in Dallas. I think they've lost three yeah. games there all season, so it's not like an embarrassing thing to lose to the Mavs in Dallas. They beat everybody there, uh, but yeah. the way they did it, I think, it was kind of embarrassing. You know, they're up six, minute fifty left. They really just need just take care of the ball, get some shots yeah. off play some defense you'll win the game and they didn't do any of that <laughs> I mean, they they were careless with the ball on offense they turned the ball over and the, you know paul george brought them back in it and got them that big lead in a really kind of dramatic fashion and then mm-hmm. he gave it away almost just yeah. as dramatically with the with the fouls yeah. in transition that were just needless like he didn't need to foul it's not like these guys were heading to the rim i mean there were defenders in front of them uh, so that was yeah. it was kind of a frustrating loss in that way at least you know watching the last two or three minutes of the game yeah i mean i kind of feel that way because you want you don't want to to waste uh games but on the other end I see this team uh, losing by two in a night where Dallas is hitting a ton of tough shots. Yes. Like, Luka Doncic hit a ton of tough shots. He was <laughs> never open. No. Like, Dallas had a few corner trees, uh, but in the fourth, like, they they made very difficult shots. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, OKC with Paul George made some tough shots, but Russ missed, I think... 12 wide open looks. Yeah. Like almost like every three that he took. Game. Yeah. Almost every three yeah. that he took was good. Yeah. Yeah. He took one that I kind of said, well, that I don't really like. Yeah. But the other one, no. Um, and so, like, if Ross has a bad game, like a really bad one, but not that bad, OKC wins easily. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, it's not an excuse. It's not a moral win, but it's more a testament of what this team can do when two of their big of their stars plays like one great and and the other okay. Mm-hmm. So they can they can really kill every team in the West, all of the, like the the bad team in the West, if 
if they play the defense that they played last night. Yeah. I don't know about Russ. It seems like an, a huge anomaly this December. Yeah. If it's not an anomaly, then obviously the ceiling of this team is completely different. But to to like to, to go from a guy that wins a scoring title to a guy that missed twelve open looks and it's and it's and it, and it becomes a thing, I, I I think we are not there. And so I mean yeah. it's bad, but I'm not that concerned. No, I'm not concerned either. Especially we saw him look like Russell in Phoenix. Now, literally two days ago. Yeah. So and so, I mean, like, I, I think that he, he's going to come around. I think there is, he he's trying so hard to fit into what the team wants him to do. And you yeah. can, and you can see that. And I think that there is just a learning curve with Russell because it's never mm-hmm. really been like that. He's never really adapted to anybody. And so yeah. for him to even be willing to adapt and it be this late in the season and he's still saying, you know what, like. I'm learning, I'm adapting, and he's and he's like, I've let my team down. I, I feel like Russell is... <laughs> there's been a level of maturity that, from Russell that we haven't really seen in the past uh, recently. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and also, uh, back to the game a bit, I think that they did a poor job with Steven last night, mm-hmm. which is really important. I mean, I know that Dallas plays and drop coverage, and so it's like doing post-ups with five guys on you. It's not the best thing, and they they really guard the pick and roll in a way that cuts out all the alley oops and stuff like that. But Steven is too good to, to get like five shots. I don't care. I mean, uh, you you keep him longer. You wait until DeAndre Jordan is um, out of the court, and you just feed him in the post. Because I think that Steven, when he's a bit more aggressive, uh, it's much better. And in order to, to have him late in the game aggressive, you need to feed him. And so five shots to me, it's it's bad. Oh, it's really bad. I, I wonder, yeah, if he's getting the same amount of shots that Abdul Nader's getting, we, we know that there's a problem one way or the other. I wonder if there's a problem yeah. with, with Steven's shoulder. Because he left, I can't remember what game it was. It was like three or four games ago. He left yeah. the game, came back, and he had it taped up like crazy. And since yeah. then, he has not played well, and teams are killing the Thunder on the boards, or at least killing him on the boards. Was it uh, Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota. Because like DeAndre last night, 17 rebounds to Adams yeah. 9. And that's not always like the best indicator of what's going on, but I think lately it has been. Uh, because yeah. Capella kind of killed him on Christmas. And Aiton was fine, but he he didn't like destroy Adams. But it was different. It looked different, and so yeah, I just yeah. I just wonder if there's maybe something going on with Stephen that we don't know about. Yeah, maybe maybe it's true. And if that is the case, and the team knows it, and they know that they don't want to put him in post up situation because when you when you're posting up, you're using your shoulder as a hammer basically. Yeah. And if you don't want to have Stephen. Uh, like put work on that shoulder then it may be a good thing not to give him shots so Mm -hmm. if that is the case and they have the maturity not to feed him uh too much in order to preserve his shoulder then it's it's really a good sign um well uh, yeah so and one of of the last possessions steven had the ball and he could have gone one-on-one in the post which has been a pretty efficient shot for steven this season Oh, oh yeah 
and he wanted no part of it. And I don't know. I don't. I'm. It's all speculation with the shoulder thing. I don't know if it's the shoulder thing, or I don't know if it's just that I don't want to be the guy to take this shot. Uh, but I thought that he was in good position, but he was just like, Nope, where's Russell? Where's Paul? Where's somebody else? Like get, yeah. let's get rid of this ball. Uh, also this, this team misses Terrence Ferguson. Like there's no doubt about that in my mind. Cause we saw even against Phoenix, the way that he played, and I think you mentioned this on Twitter, the way that he played Devin Booker in the first few minutes of the game. I mean, I don't know if you could play him any better. And then last night, yep. I think they could have used him on Dennis Smith. I mean, Dennis didn't have the greatest game in the world, but I thought that you know he would have slowed him down a lot more uh, than what the Thunder did last night. So I think I think they miss him. I think that he's a, a yep. vital part of this rotation. And even Alex Abrinas, I know that Nader's come in and played well. Uh, he one didn't play. Game. Yeah, he played. One, <laughs> he played one game well, <laughs> but they relied on Felton last night, who actually played well. He was a part yeah, of yeah, what, what sparked them last night. But I do think that they miss those two wing rotation players uh, who have been solid for them. I know Abrinas has struggled at times, but you know, the guy is still can be productive on, on certain nights. But then Terrence Ferguson, I think he brings it on the defense end every night and he's starting to hit his threes. And so I think yeah. that I think they miss him and I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know what exactly the sickness is. They have some, some kind of stomach virus. And so I don't know how long it's going to take the, the, the both of them to come back. Maybe we'll see them both in L.A., but um, I think they do miss those guys. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, and even if Dennis Schroeder had two very good games, well, two good games, um, it's it's different when when you have uh, an Alex Sabrinas with the second unit or um, a Terrence Ferguson with the first one. Mm-hmm. Because... On one end, you gain space. Um, I tweet a, a picture of a Stephen Adams post-up where there is a dog here, so you can... Uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I posted a picture of Stephen Adams posting up, and he had like five defender in a radius of um, four feet, five feet, and every shooter had at least three or four of space. If you have Alex Sabrinas out there, there's, there is at least one man that's guarding yeah. the shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think that with turns, teams are starting to notice that he's hitting quarter trees. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's very different for for us to have a shooter out there or not. Like, teams are not paying attention to Abdul Nader. <laughs> they are not paying attention to, to Jeremy Grant, who right. is fine from three. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, it's the old problem. I mean, uh, when you don't have space and you have two guys uh, that can hit a shot that, that are out, I mean, it, it becomes tough uh, yeah. and tougher than usual. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, the, I think they miss them. And one thing that I liked, uh, because I like these kind of things, is the way Schroeder react to the breakdown uh, when Dennis Smith Jr. had the layup. Yeah. He was so pissed. Mm-hmm. With him, with himself, probably with Russ, with Russell, right? And I think, yeah, I think it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think it's healthy because I, I think that those two guys after the game talked about that, yeah, and talked about responsibility and talked about communicate. And it's fine to lose a game uh, in December if you learn something from it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, late in the game they didn't have their A game defensively, and that cost them the game and that that 
action was uh, representative of that. And so maybe something good would come out. Yeah. It, it's it, They've struggled in late game situations. I think there's lack of communication at times. Sometimes it's just been a, a shot that hasn't gone down. But last night, it was a clear lack of focus and a lack of mm-hmm. communication. And they're just shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, it was just over and over again, just mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And that Dennis Smith, I mean, that's just a microcosm of their late game struggles was that he and Schroeder didn't know who was supposed to stick with him. And they both looked at each other before they went to go get him, but he already had a wide open layup. And so that's just, I mean, that's, that was the game to me. It was just a complete lack of focus down the stretch, but they do play the Mavs again tonight. Here in Oklahoma City, last game of 2018. Uh, and then their upcoming schedule is is not easy. Uh, at least the next two games after tonight. They play in LA with was prob- probably without LeBron, which still, yeah, like, that's, so. it's probably not still going to be the easiest game. And then they play in Portland, which is almost always a loss, but Portland is kind of struggling right now. And I think it might kind of help this team to go into Portland and win. I, I would predict them to lose just because they always lose yeah. in Portland. Uh, but if they could go into Portland and win, I think that would be great. Uh, and then they play Washington back at home, uh, which is just, there's just such a brutal team and they get Minnesota again at home. So they have, these are not easy games and they need to start. Mm-hmm. They need to start beating these teams that are decent. They need to start yeah. putting together a good run because they're playing. Their defense has been good enough. They turned the Mavs over a ton last night. It was like 24 turnovers to like 11. I mean, 23 to 11. I mean, that's you win that. There's so many stats. I feel like the Thunder won last night. Yeah. Um, And they played the the brand of basketball they want to play. Russell just, I think it just comes down to Russell didn't hit enough shots for them to win. And then they just made boneheaded plays down the stretch. It's hard to have like 20 empty possessions from your best player. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's that's something you cannot afford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple as that. And I know that PG uh, had a good game, but he missed like a ton of shots himself. So he had like, I, I don't remember because I don't have the stats in front of me. I think he took 24 shots. Yeah. And, but uh, like he had like close to 29 shooting possessions, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had 31. Am I right? 36. 36. Yeah, so it's it's an efficient game. Uh, but if you sum the two up, it's still not a good game uh, for from your stars. And so uh, you are on the road. They, they, they made tough shots. You lose. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. But I think that if they go 3-2 at least, the next five, yeah, it's, it's good. 3-2 yeah. uh, is good. 4-1 uh, will be awesome. I don't think they go 5-0. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, but if they go for one, I think that they can be still at the top of the West or close to the top of the West. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the reality that is that everybody is, everybody's faltering. There's nobody that's yeah. just killing everybody right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, it's it's actually a good regular season, to be honest. Like, yes, yeah. Uh, even if, if with uh, like that team, the yellow team, yellow and blue team, uh, <laughs> they're still playing the NBA. Uh, it's still a very good season. And so, yeah, um, yeah um, the Thunder are up there. Yeah. And I don't know if, if what we saw from Patterson last night is an indicator of what's to come. 
Uh, oh but, yes, but, it is with the alley oop. Come on, that alley. Oh my goodness, could you believe that? Because I saw it happen. I, I saw it about to happen. I was like, oh my goodness, is this going to happen? Because I thought maybe he'd bounce pass it to him for a layup. Yeah, uh, but he lobbed it to him. Diallo lobbed the yeah. ball to Patterson, <laughs> and he yeah. went up. He got his fifth dunk of the season. That was super fun. Uh, he hit two yeah. or three threes I, I was last so night. Excited. Yeah. I was so excited I actually misspelled that. So I was <laughs> <laughs> He was I, I thought Patterson was solid last night. And yeah, he'll he he'll play better if he's hitting shots. I don't think he's ever been awful defensively. I think that he's kind of been who he is. Uh, but mm-hmm. it certainly will help this team if he can start hitting hitting shots. And you know, like Patterson's he's been streaky in his career. And maybe he's coming out of that slump, or maybe this is just another Atlanta game. I don't, I'm not really sure what to expect, but you know, the Thunder aren't just going to give up on Patrick Patterson. I mean, it, it really behooves them to try to get him playing well. Uh, and if not, then they have you know the trade deadlines coming up. You know, we're a month and a half away from that, and you know, it wouldn't shock me if they did go out and get somebody else. Oh my goodness! Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, hopefully just one yes it's just the middle of hour and so i'm literally uh i would say 50 feet from the from this church oh. and so <laughs> yeah sorry this is a terrible recording that's a bit no no i like it i like this a lot yeah uh, you know what else i like a lot is andy's frozen custard uh, i don't care that it's cold because Andy's frozen custard is good at any point in time. It's made fresh hour by hour. You can go watch it being made through the window. There's locations in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, uh, in Texas, Arkansas, throughout the South. I think there's one in Arizona and Florida. But for real, if you live in any of those locations, I would love it if you would just go to Andy's Frozen Custard, take a picture. A lot of people have been doing this, and I love it. They'll write, we're supporting the people who support Down to Dunk. You can add Andy's Frozen Custard at Eat Andy's. Um, and it's it's incredible. Right now, you can go there, and you can still get the apple pie concrete. You can get the peppermint concrete. I would... Um, I would just advise you to, when if you get the candy cane concrete, add Oreo to it, and it's just unbelievable. Uh, they have chocolate and vanilla frozen custard. Uh, I prefer the vanilla, but the chocolate's also very good. So support the people that support Down to Dunk, and go eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. Uh, anything else from last night's game that stuck out to you? I really thought the bench stepped up, which was nice to see. Schroeder played a great yeah. game. Patterson. Nerlens is just super solid. I mean, that guy, he helps every single night at this point yes, in time. Yes, he does. And he probably deserves more than 10 minutes a game. And if Adam, and all my speculation about Adam's shoulder, if that is in any way true, I just think, why don't you give Noel 15 minutes and give Adams 33, you know? Yeah. Uh, because if Adams isn't going to be shooting the ball, like he still obviously has value, but I'd like to see Nerlens uh, at least help Adams get a little bit more rest, uh, if, if, if only for that. But I, th- I think like Nerlens has really helped this team. He and Diallo come off the bench, and they are going to provide the necessary energy every single night. They're not always going to make shots. They're not always going to be efficient basketball players, but they're going to come in and be a spark every single night, which is super nice to have coming off your bench. Yeah. Um, I don't know if OKC can afford uh, to sit Adams tonight Um, because Dallas has uh, a true center, just one true center. Uh, Powell is is not as big uh, as the under. 
So I don't know. Um, if the shoulder is really bothering him, maybe giving him an extra day of rest may help. Yeah. Um, I know that, that your rotation, your big rotation is, um, is a thing, but maybe it's helpful for Adams. And another thing of, about the game last night, I really didn't get why Billy started Nader. Yeah. Because, like, in some sense, the starting unit um, from Phoenix really worked out. And... And I think that the more minutes you give to Den- to uh, Dennis and, and Russ together, the better. Yeah. And so I would like to see him starting tonight um, and see what happens. Because Ray can play, especially uh, if you play him some off-ball, like, like yes. they did tonight, uh, last night. If you're and staggering so, Russ and Schroeder, you can play. You can play Raymond. Yeah, exactly. Y- y- you can, you can uh, pull shoulder after like five minutes and and then if you need him you you can you can play ray so so yeah um and and give nader uh another uh spot in the game like it's different to start when you when you yeah. see like five to six minutes of the game you can you can learn something from it already from the five from the first six to seven minutes and and I think it's a different role. You you give a different spark. Uh, you play with different people because you're playing with a guy with like four guys that already played minutes, and so it's different. It's really different. And I I think for a, play, a player like Nader, it's better to come off the bench. Yeah, I don't know if it was just a confidence play with him, where he's yeah. coming yeah, off a good so. game, and I think that they would like to see what they have in him in games more. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to play him probably quite a bit, you know, in the coming week just to see what they have from him. But I think, and I tweeted about this a couple of days ago, like, man, the Thunder haven't had a roster like this where they can go deep into the roster, like guys like Nader and Felton that haven't really played all season and they can come in and play and they're just, they don't, yeah. ki- they don't kill you. I thought Nader didn't play great last night. I think defensively no. he was, he was off. Um, but still, yeah, they the, backdoor cut him like two, oh, three over times, and, yeah, I think over and over again. But if you but if you can go to your bench and play those guys and you don't feel terrible about it, I mean that's something the Thunder haven't had in years. Uh, yeah, so, except for TLC, which is extremely weird. Because I know. this is the perfect setting for a guy like TLC. Yeah, it sh- should length. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what happens with him. I know that I'm winning my bet, and so I'm happy, but not too happy. <laughs> because in this situation, I would much rather have him play and play reasonably well. Um, because he would help. I mean, he can, if he can hit a corner trees, a corner tree uh, with some sort of good percentage, it would be a good fit with the starters. But it's 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 all about defense with him right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean in 217 possessions he's a minus 12.1 yeah yeah that's not good billy, billy just won't play guys if he doesn't if he if they don't fit into the defensive system or if they won't defend at the level that he wants them to they just won't play and you know yeah, nader, that's had, why nader didn't play yeah yeah that's why nader only played 16 minutes last night I think he could have played more had he been defending well, but Billy just won't play you if you're not defending. But if you take yeah. a, you take a look at the 
still, you take a look at the top three most played lineups for the Thunder. Uh, it's the starting lineup with Ferguson. They're a plus 14.7. It's the Russell Westbrook shooter lineup, which I agree. I think that it would have made sense, especially against Dallas that plays a little bit smaller. That You can get away with playing two-point guards quite a bit with that team because they do it mm-hmm. all the time. And in fact, the Thunder yeah. played three-point guards on the court last night. Um, <laughs> but I think that they're a plus 11.4 and then and this is just kind of interesting and there's a lot of context that goes into this this isn't just like this this group is that much better but Schroeder in for Westbrook they're a plus 26.6 on the season yeah yeah schedule play a big role into that yeah uh they played like not very many good teams with that starting unit uh because it, like the first two games it was too bad with the with the starting unit, not Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, when when Dennis was with uh, Grant Adams, Ferguson, and PG, they really had the softest part of their schedule. Mm-hmm. But 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 they have been good. And yeah. so yeah, I and and basically this is what Bill is doing is giving those guys minutes because the first of the starters that goes to the bench uh, of the two stars, it's it's Russ and, and not PG. And so he's really trying to give Dennis, PG, and Adam some minutes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good. Yeah, I think it's good for this team. It's good to have options, to have lineups that, that are working. And those are their most played lineups. And they're all still playing really well. Uh, and that lineup, it, it scored at a really high level, 124.9. Uh, points yeah. per 100 possessions, which is super nice. Uh, but according to Cleaning the Glass, the starting lineup for the Thunder per 100 possessions on the defensive end, 97.1, which is super, yeah, yeah, yeah. super elite. Super yeah. elite. So, you know, they just have to they have to keep producing on that end, and they need everybody to stay healthy. And, and it kind of sucks that it's like sickness. Uh, it's usually like ankle sprains or some quad contusion with Paul George, which I think was just code for we really need to rest Paul George because we've been playing him too many minutes. Uh, but it's just kind of sucks that it's <laughs> a stomach illness that's keeping them out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, the second time for both. Like, yeah. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real. Wash your hands, Thunder players. That's what I'm going to tell him next time I see him. Hey, you guys washing your hands back there? You guys going to give you some Purell? Uh, <laughs> looking at some uh, big picture numbers for this team. Their second defensive rating at a 102.1 behind the Indiana Pacers that are at a 102.0. It's kind of shocking that that Pacers team is the number one defensive team in the league. Yeah, well, no. They, ha- they have good defensive guys. And a really bad one in the starting unit. But... Mostly good ones. Yeah, but the best defense? I mean, that's... I mean, yes, I think they'll be... That they're a good defense. But to, to say that at any point that the Pacers would be the best defense in the league is kind of... Is a little shocking to me. They really play hard. And they, they play slow pace, which yeah. helps your defensive numbers. I, I, I'm not saying that... Like, having a slow pace uh, really help Because you you, 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 are, you play in, at a more controlled rhythm. And... Yeah. And you may uh, see your transition numbers go down, and so that 
that can help you help you reason this is basically the spurs uh way to to play uh mm-hmm. like really really deep in the in the clock and yeah so that helps yeah yeah to your point and they play in the east yeah, they do play in the East. That also helps. That helps. That helps quite a bit. There's so many garbage teams in the East. Yeah, they yeah. play almost five less possessions per 100 than the Thunder. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. Uh, offensive rating, man, the Thunder just cannot get it together on the offensive end this season. They're 20th in offensive rating, 107.9, um, which is worse than the Washington Wizards, which feels very sad. Uh, but they just they haven't been able to to get it together on a consistent basis. They'll have good nights where they shoot the ball, but it's really it's all comes down to shooting with this team. I mean, last yeah. night you look at at the numbers, they couldn't shoot it from the free throw line. Sixty six point seven percent from the free throw line, fourteen to twenty one. They're twenty three percent from three. Uh, they took thirty eight threes. They made nine. That's, that's they not, were all good threes. They're though. all good. I know. At what at what point though? I, and and here's I think that there's decisions to be made here for this team. Uh, at what point do you say like okay, we just need to go get somebody else? And to me, I don't I don't really want this team to go get somebody that's going to take big minutes unless it's somebody that will be helpful in the future. Like I I don't want a band aid player this season for this team because mm-hmm. I think that it makes way more sense to have guys like Diallo and Ferguson and even guys like, like Nader is still pretty young. Like see what you have. Let Jeremy yeah. Grant shoot at a bunch. See what you have in these guys like this season. I mean, and maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I just don't really know that the Thunder have a shot to win the championship this season, but I do think that they'll have a shot going forward. And I think having mm-hmm. as much data as you can on guys like Ferguson and Diallo and Schroeder and Nader and Grant and, you know, even Nerlens, like getting as much data as you can on those guys to make decisions at the end of the season, I think could prove to be way more valuable and not only data, but development for these guys. Let them play as, as much as they can in game to get experience and like we see the difference between Ferguson from last year to this year it's massive it's huge yeah the development is is huge and I think you could see a similar jump from a guy like Hamadou Diallo I don't know if Diallo can develop a corner three but if he could man that would the the value that you have in that guy and if it comes from him you know getting in game shape and playing in NBA games and getting experience I mean next season you know as long as Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors. I think that you can put the Thunder in like the title hunt, and if they can get yeah. better shooting, which they can acquire yeah, better if you get him, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, especially if you get him, <laughs> yeah. Then that's all, then all our shooting problems are solved. Um, yeah. But I mean, if Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors in any capacity, I think that the Thunder you can vault them into title contention, and then they can go get shooting around these players. I'll probably a little bit easier in the summertime than you could right now. And so I just think that patience, especially with these young guys, man, is it was incredibly valuable that Terrence Ferguson got minutes last season. And I hated almost every minute of it because of yeah. the uncertainty that we had with last year's team. I thought that it was going to be more vital for them to be winning in the playoffs to even get band-aid players 
to come in and play well and just get this team to advance in the playoffs so they could, you know, yeah. have a chance to keep Paul George well. Had we known that like last year was the first year and like a four or five year process, I don't think that you're as stressed out about it. And this year, I no. just don't think that you need to be so worried. I think that developing these young players seeing what you have in them. I know it's frustrating to see them miss so many shots. I know it's frustrating to watch them shoot nine of 38 from three, but the, the value that you can get out of developing these young guys going forward could be tremendous in, in a year or two. Yeah. Uh, let's make the count of the assets that OKC has, because yeah. I think they are, even if they are winning big and have like a mature core, they still have assets. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think that even with the twenty five million contract, um, Stephen Adams uh, is an asset. Is a positive contract. Agreed. Is uh, a guy that some team may want um, because he's rock solid. He he he's is really a top ten center in this league. It's and better even, every year. Even if you, yeah, it's the second year I think. Yeah. That he's in, and he's improving in certain areas, uh, and blah, blah blah. So then there is Jeremy Grant, who has a steal of a contract, I think, oh, yeah. um, and he's still pretty young. And you have like one year team control, mm-hmm. then, and you have like the the bird rights to sign him. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is a a very good asset. And then you have Dennis Schroeder. I think that he's going to be an asset by the end of the season. Yeah, because he be. has played like very good minutes at the point guard position, and, and if you can get uh, a starting caliber point guard for fifteen millions, uh, I think it is a good way to 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 use your money. And then you have the two guys, the two young guys, and the two thousand nineteen first rounder that you can trade after mm-hmm. the draft. So, I mean, OKC has a ton of assets. To, to go around and, and make a move, even a big move. Uh, like I would, I know that I was on the Ariza train yeah. because I thought that he would help a lot. And I think he, with, with that contract and with, early, with non-bird, you can pay him up to 18 millions. Yeah. And so you, can, you could really hold on to him and eventually move on to Dre and blah, blah, blah. Um, but... If you don't get a guy like that, a guy that can defend, he's a, he's a veteran that can shoot it, then I would move my assets only for a splash move. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you can get somehow uh, in the Anthony Davis discussion, I think you can do it. And everyone but Russ and PGR is on the table. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like you're right, taking a a guy like Nick Young or or guys like that that may shoot better but doesn't give you anything else just for the sake of winning two more regular season game games I don't think it's a, it's a good thing no I, I yeah and you know I think the only spot that I think should be looked at to upgrade is that Patrick Patterson spot and maybe he continues to play better i mean if he can play like he did last night on a consistent basis then there's no need to upgrade it but yeah i mean maybe you could upgrade it i think you can look at washington and you can look at a guy that's played for the thunder and jeff green to 
possibly bring in. I think that he could fill in that spot pretty well, and he's more versatile than than Patterson is, at least as a guy that can switch to to the three at least at times. So I think that he's a guy that I think makes some sense. And if this yeah. Washington team, how much though? What do you mean? How much do you give how up? How much you have to pay? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. I mean, I think they would almost give him to the Thunder as a favor. I mean, what do you? What what kind of asset is Jeff Green? Well, he's playing. He's playing well. He's shooting well. Uh, there might be team like the Warriors or the Rockets or even the Sixers. Yeah, that wants him because yeah, he's a guy that played in the finals. Yeah. He's a guy with expertise. He's a guy who doesn't create problems in the locker room. He's a good presence in the teams, as far as I know. So I don't think that they will give him for free. Now, if it costs you like two second rounders or one second rounders and you can feed him in the metal trade exception, mm-hmm. I think you might do it. Uh, because I don't think that Washington want, wants anything back in terms of money. Because yeah. the, the only point for them is to save money. If you can get him for a second rounder, I think you can do it. But I am not sure that will be enough, to be honest. Maybe so. But yeah, like I mean, they, Washington what? can give you marquee for free. Like just as a solid yeah. filler. If you can like if you can give him Patterson and fit Marquise in the uh in the Anthony Trade exception, um then I think they will do it for free. Yeah. But but, but Patterson do you, do you want up- Keith? No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think he would help this team. But I don't know, like, how many minutes we'll be happy with? 12, 13, 15? 15 like, probably max, and then maybe you don't have a good, but I think that's where Jeff Green would fit in well. And exactly. I, and you're yes. not, and you're not giving up, you're not giving up a, I mean, a second rounder, I mean, you trade him Ray Felton and a second rounder, that way they're not taking on any money. I mean, they really don't have any other point guards on their Traitor. team. Traitor. You're a traitor. How 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 can you trade the thick daddy? I'm so like I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> to get the get Uncle Jeff back for the thick daddy, but you can get him without giving giving like Ray Felton. It seems that you hate him. You can you can, you have a 15 roster spot available. You, you don't do. have to send anything. You do. You could yeah. You could just theoretically, but I'm just saying they may want. I'm saying they may want just another point guard. Because yeah. right now they're playing Ron Baker, who is... I love his hairs, though. He's got some hairs. He has got <laughs> some hairs. And he's also got some weird Instagram posts about uh, Starbucks coffee, which is pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, he's he's pretty awesome, but he's not... I mean, he's, he's just not a good player. And so maybe they no. would want... You know, I think that might make some sense for the Wizards to at least have a guy that can at least handle the ball um, and maybe help develop some of these guys on their team that, that they like, like a Thomas Bryant or see what, you know, Sam Decker's been playing well for them. Um, But it's, I mean, they're an absolute mess, but maybe they would just do it as a favor to Jeff Green to get him somewhere else. Uh, Because I think, I do think that he would help. In, in a bench yeah, role, yeah. in a limited bench role, I think you would help a lot. Yeah, Markeith is interesting. I, I think, and the Thunder aren't going to take on money, so you'd have to, you would have to trade. I mean, they'd have to take Patterson back, and Patterson yeah. would be a better locker room guy than Markeith would. Um, and then what else? 
yeah, Keith has upside. Uh, in OKC, he's a he's a shaky shooter, but he's yeah. still like thirty four percent. Yeah, uh, like he's not totally bad. And if he's engaged, like if he's engaged, he's a good player. He can he's help. a very good player. And somebody was yeah, talking yeah. about like needing an enforcer for this team. Alex and I were talking about that last week. Like there, mm-hmm. you, there you go. Like you bring a Morris twin in. Like, that's that's a guy that is going to uh, to step up for anybody on the team. I think he's. I think he is interesting. I don't know what as far as like a backup role he's willing to accept, uh, but he's at least pretty interesting as a guy yeah. if if they're willing to just give him away or even do him a favor. I mean, at this point, like the the Wizards have too many guys. They need to start thinking about luxury tax. Yeah. And, you know, the Thunder, I don't know how much more they're willing to spend, but if you could get away with sending a Patterson and, you know, somebody like TLC to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which will save That's the Wizards. like a million and a half. Yeah. And Wizards, something like that. Yes. Save them a little bit of money. Get Morris to a, a winning location. You yeah. know, like I think... I think something like that would make sense, and it would fill what's been probably the weakest spot for this team, uh, which yeah. is the backup power forward spot. And you can play Grant and Morris together in spots, and and it fits like a little bit, are, a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. The, the Wizards are playing like one of the most successful units for the Wizards. I know because I when I I, I think I heard Fred discussing this is when they put Jeff Green and Markeith as their um their bigs yeah and so if you if you imagine that with jeremy grant in place of um jeff green i think you can get like a super switchy lineup um with shooting because you can play five out with them yeah and maybe you put russell in it uh a guy's a guy like diallo a guy like uh pg and you have a super athletic um unit that doesn't get any rebounds but at least they can play super fast and eating shots mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense if you can get Keith for nothing and he's willing to play under 20 uh or around 20 i i think i think you might do it yeah maybe you find something maybe you sign you find something where you don't need uh, a backup big so much uh, you limit a bit the Noel contribution because you already know that he's not part of the team next yeah. year, mm-hmm. uh, barring like something really crazy. And you go to the shooting uh, part. You, you get something in the shooting um, department. Well, and another thing that might help with the big rotation is the return of Andre Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't help with shooting though. <laughs> You can say that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's it's just a problem. It's going to be a problem with this team. We just have to accept that. And they need guys. They need players like Paul George and Russ and Adams and Schroeder to just be outstanding. And I mean, can you imagine what this team looks like if Jeremy Grant was shooting twenty nine percent from three? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's a te- it's a terrifying thought to me yeah. because he's been one of the best three point shooters on this team, and it's not a it's not an extremely low volume this season either. No, 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 it's not. And so, I mean, you're right. I mean, Dre coming back, I think it helps them be better at the things they're already good at, and 
if he's 100%, I mean, you're talking about assets. If he comes back and he's 100%, to me, he is another asset. Because I, oh, think, yeah. I think at some point, I just don't know that you can have all this list of wings on your team all at the same time. Andre Robertson, Terrence Ferguson, and Hamadou Diallo. If those are yeah. your rotation guys, I just don't know that it works. I just don't know if you can continue to play guys that just can't produce on the offensive end or at least shoot it from three on a consistent basis. And and maybe I take maybe you just take Ferguson out of that conversation because he has been shooting it well enough. I just don't yeah. know if you can have so many guys that just can't shoot it and you're playing a traditional center. I think if you had a yeah. center that could shoot it, and maybe that's something that happens. A lot of people people aren't talking about it now, but maybe in the future adams is a guy that can shoot it from deep and that to me that would be such a game changer for this team in so many ways because if you can have a big that can now step out and shoot it it doesn't quite matter as much that robertson or diallo can't shoot it yeah or even or even russell at that point yeah i'm not sure we are close enough to that though Oh, we are, we are not. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. think we're years away. I think he will shoot yeah. it from three eventually, but I think that we are, we are years from that. Uh, but they do. They, I think they need to, they need to fix this somehow. And I don't necessarily think that it's like a dire thing they need to fix this season. Like I said, I think this summer they can fix it. And I talked about this with John Hamm on the Dream Team show that you know that trade exception can be used in July. Which it may yeah, be that's, more. That's big. It's probably more valuable in July than it is right now, because I think right now there are so many teams in the hunt for a playoff spot. And I mentioned the Wizards because I, I think the Wizards are going to die. I think that team, as we know it, <laughs> is just going to die, and they're going to need to sell off at least some assets to spend less money. And the Thunder can help them with that. And so, I think that that makes some sense. Uh, but every other team, like in the Western Conference, Dallas, Denver, Golden State, Houston, both LA teams, Memphis, Minnesota, New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, Utah. I mentioned everybody but Phoenix. They are all in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah, they, they are, are not they are not going to send you a piece that is going to help you. None of them no. will do that. No. And then you look at the Eastern Conference, like Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't really have a lot to offer. Boston, they're not giving you anything that's going to help you. Brooklyn, the same. Charlotte. I don't, I don't know that I like anybody on Charlotte at all. Uh, Bring back Jeremy. No, not really. <laughs> right. Uh, and I don't, and I don't think the Thunder need to even, and maybe I'm in the minority. I don't really know. I haven't really checked the temperature of, of, of fans at this point, but I just don't think they need to upgrade the shooting guard spot for the first time no, no, in forever. Don't. I just don't think you need to touch it. I think you need to develop those guys. Well, if Beal becomes available, you may. Well, you yeah, may. I mean, Unless it's an all-star level player. Yeah. yeah, Then I just think you develop your young guys. Chicago, maybe, I mean, Justin Holliday is a guy, but I just don't think that he's any better than what we already have. Uh, No, no, no. Okay. So this is interesting. Jay was texting about this the other day. If J.R. Smith somehow gets bought out of his deal. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is hard. I mean, you know what I love about J.R.? Uh, every, JR is a guide. <laughs> Oops, that is going to be loud and long. Eight. We are going to have eight of those. This is Sorry. The, no, no, no. I, I like this. It, also, it is also my dinner that calls me. Uh, but I, I have a. This is the JR Bell. Yeah, the JR Bell. Uh, 
I think that one of the best things that JR does and that can help a lot with this team is moving. Yeah. JR is a guy that moves, moves well. He always knows where to find um, like room for a pass. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we focus on the passer. I did it uh, for my research, but we don't focus enough on the way uh, the shooter get to the spot. And JR is a master of that. And if he is motivated, which happens like maybe 10 times a year, he can be a good defender. Um, yeah, I like him. But he's if, so, if he's your 15th spot at a minimum, I think he's do so it. much a mess for everything else, though. Like he is. Oklahoma City could be good for him, though. He it can. If he wants to continue but, playing in the NBA. I mean, yes. honestly, like he is very close to not playing in the NBA and he has choices to make. If he wants to continue playing it, that, I don't know. If he wants to continue yeah. to play in the NBA, I think the Thunder are a great landing spot for him because yeah. there's veterans in place that he respects, and Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and they have a culture there that I think could help him. Uh, oh yeah, and I, I, if he's willing to come, then I think that signals that maybe, um, I, I think he's he is interesting. Uh, in a yeah. lot of ways. And I know that he made that boneheaded decision in game one of the finals. Uh, but I do think that he would help this team because uh, he really, he, the dude can shoot the ball. And you saw it and when you studied LeBron's passing. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the dude can really shoot it. Yeah. Uh, Miami, yeah, yeah. Miami's interesting, but not that interesting because you would have to take on future money and not yeah. insignificant future money to upgrade and like they have so many bad contracts mckelly so many like tyler johnson his contract is oh, so no, no, bad no, you don't want to touch those money james johnson there's no way there's his, no way they get like more than 10 no his contract is really bad i yeah. like james johnson a lot i think that he is like the exact kind of player that would help this team tremendously at the backup power forward but at 15 million i mean you're not paying a guy 15 million like i'd rather have patterson uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, and he's not as good as two seasons ago. No, Kelly Olenek, another bad contract. I like him though. Twelve and a half million for the next yeah, three years. That's so too much money. I like him too. I yeah. like him as a player. I think that he would help this Thunder team. If that's your backup center, I think that helps tremendously. Because yeah, but they don't have twelve millions to put that to no. put there. Our guy Dion, eleven and a half million. That's too much. Okay, uh, what about okay? Oh boy, Wayne Ellington is a guy. He's he's also interesting, but he's a band aid player to me that I just don't really yeah. want. But he's making six point two million on with one year left, and he's getting DNP CDs for this team. Yeah, because I, think, I mean they 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 want fighters on his on their team. Yeah, they have Magruder. Uh, they have guys that are willing to make the dirty work. And it seems that Ellington is not that guy, he's or is not as guy. healthy yeah. as other ones to mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's just not a lot of options for trades. I mean, yeah. what Lance Thomas from the Knicks? Oh no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's just like not, there's just not a lot of guys out there to get. So I think unless there's like a big trade, I I would be shocked if there was a a lot of trades at the trade deadline this year because I feel like there's so many teams that that are buyers. And not enough mm-hmm. selling teams because I think the the sellers will be Oops, again. This <laughs> <laughs> is terrible. No, I like this. Uh, I think the sellers are maybe Phoenix with some of their end of the bench guys. I think 
Charlotte could be, but I don't know what people want from them. I think Cleveland is going to try to get rid of some guys to save some money. New York could be a seller. Maybe Miami. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, outside of that, Washington, like we've talked about, I just don't think that there's a lot of sellers, and I don't think the sellers have a lot to offer. I mean, it really, the only thing that would open up this trade market is if Anthony Davis just said, you know what? You got to get rid of me now. I'm not signing that deal. Bold statement. I okay. think that that will happen. Oh. No, they are too bad. I had, yeah. I had like, a, uh, I had the feeling, the feeling that he could be up for an MVP like season where he dragged his team, uh, with 40 points a night and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they are so bad. And they are already like, I think, five games, uh, below 500. They yeah, are really yeah, in, in, a, in a tight spot. Yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah, they're, they're in a t- yeah, yeah. If they are still five games below five hundred, which is probably, uh, I think that they are more likely to be down uh, than mm-hmm. up for that figure. Um, I think it will demand trade. And their roster is so brutal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's terrible. I, I think know. I will, I will go. Stephen um, Ferguson Diallo in the first, an unprotected twenty twenty five first round pick. And oh, I would just say, hey, we, we'd like to keep Russell and Paul. You can have whatever combination of whatever else you want. Have it all. I mean, honestly, um, yeah, take yeah. it all. Take take Diallo. Yeah. Take Ferguson. Take take everything, because you know Presti proved in the off season that you can go get these guys for not a whole lot, and you can find them if you're yeah. looking in the right places. So if you can get Anthony Davis for anything. I mean, you just do it. Would yeah. okay. Last question, then we'll go. What if, what if they called and said, Anthony Davis for Paul George, straight up? No, I don't think I would do that. Okay, I don't think. I don't so. think. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but it's uh, at least an interesting thought. It is, uh, and I know that Anthony Davis is a much better player. But if you are a franchise. That sells even with even to Anthony Davis, you sells high to a player like Paul yeah. George, and you make him come to your team and say, "Well, stay here. Uh, we have a project." And after six months, you trade him. That's an awful look. I don't think you get any other free agent to sign with you. I think that yeah. Russ could be so pissed about that that he may oh, yeah. even demand a trade. Like, even if, like, there's Anthony Davis here, okay, but he can demand a trade the minute Anthony Davis signs with LA in the offseason. What about Russell like, for Anthony Davis? <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Know. I'm joking. I, I, won't even, to, I won't even let us talk about it. Thanks for listening I, to the podcast. I don't want to discuss that. <laughs> no, we won't even talk about it. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, again, it's just, it's a really fun thing for us to do. Uh, it's, it's one of the highlights of my week is to do podcasts uh, for you guys. And the fact that we have so many people listening and uh, supporting our show, uh, it means a ton to us. It really does. Uh, and I'm super, I mean, the, the way that McKelly and I have kind of connected is, is just kind of, it's just crazy when you, st- when I step back and think about it, but I very thankful that McKelly is a part of our show. It's, you're a huge part of what we do. You make people smarter every time that we get to talk. Um, and just, uh, I appreciate you, man. And I'm really thankful for, 
for what we were able to do in 2019 that you're able to come and uh or in 2018 that you're able to come here and that we could actually hang out in person and i i think that we'll have more of that in 2019 and that we'll um continue to get better and so i'm super thankful to have you on our show um so make sure you follow McKelly on Twitter at uh, Mikey Bear. He always has great post-game tweets. He'll have like a thread of tweets after every game. Um, so that's I think that's also super valuable. So make sure that you're reading those. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. And uh, if you have some time, uh, I know there's still a lot of you that haven't done this, but if you could, just take a few minutes to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to us. Uh, have a happy new year. We'll talk to you guys again Wednesday with Alex Spears. We'll probably I think we're going to do some more reflecting on this year of, of Thunder basketball. So uh, get ready for that. And we'll talk to you guys then.